By recording your dreams and goals on paper, you set in motion the process of becoming the person you most want to be. Put your future in good hands, your own. And that's by Mark Victor Hansen. Now in this week's Walking for Health and Fitness podcast episode number six, I discuss five benefits of setting goals, why we fear setting goals, how having a goal helped me get off the couch and complete my virtual walk around the United States. Goal setting made simple. It's the seven steps to setting your new exciting fitness goals and taking action on them. I'll also give you alternatives to setting goals because everyone has a different process and what works for some of you may not work for others. And as a bonus this week, 10 ways to stay motivated. Get ready to set a long-term goal to keep you fired up and walking for years to come and a short-term goal that you can accomplish quickly. We all need wins every day. And having short-term goals gets you more wins. Winning is contagious. The more you win, the more you are inspired to win more. So I'll say it again. By recording your dreams and goals on paper, you set in motion the process of becoming the person you most want to be. Put your future in good hands, your own. Let's begin. Caution. The information contained in this podcast may cause you to feel better than you have ever felt in your entire life. Symptoms include a broader smile, happier disposition, brighter outlook on life, and a general feeling of bliss. Proceed with wild abandon. Hello, I'm Frank Ring, the author of the Amazon bestseller, Walking for Health and Fitness, The Easiest Way to Get in Shape and Stay in Shape. I discovered the healing power of walking after a severe back injury put me out of work for four months and literally left me on my back trying to relieve the pain and heal. Through my books, website, YouTube videos, walking programs, and now this podcast, it's my mission to help others achieve a healthy, balanced lifestyle one step at a time through walking. Join me each episode as I discuss the physical and emotional benefits of walking along with information about fitness, mindset, nutrition, wellness, and more. So join me each week as I encourage you to walk on. And today's main topic is getting your body in peak physical condition by setting a fitness goal. Specifically, since this is a walking podcast, you may want to set a goal for a number of steps to take each day, the number of days you walk each week, or the number of miles you walk in a month or over a longer period of time. Now, the late great Beatle George Harrison, he wrote a great song called Any Road that was from his last album. And it says this, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Let's first talk about five benefits of setting goals. Number one, direction and focus. Setting goals provides a clear sense of direction and focus. It helps you establish priorities and channel your energy and efforts toward a specific outcome. Goals act as a roadmap, guiding actions and decision-making, ensuring that time and resources are utilized effectively. Number two, motivation and persistence. Goals serve as powerful motivators. They give you something to strive for, creating a sense of purpose and meaning. Having a goal in mind can ignite intrinsic motivation, enabling you to overcome obstacles, uh, persist through challenges, and stay committed to your aspirations. Number three, you're a measure of progress. Goals provide a measurable framework for progress evaluation. They enable you to track achievements, celebrate milestones, and identify areas that require improvement. By setting specific and measurable goals, you can objectively assess your growth and development. Number four, 
personal growth and development. Setting goals promotes personal growth and development. It pushes you out of your comfort zone, encourages learning, and fosters the acquisition of new skills and knowledge. Goals challenge you to reach your full potential and expand their capabilities. And number five, a sense of achievement and fulfillment. Accomplishing a goal boosts self-confidence, enhances self-esteem, and reinforces a belief in one's abilities. Meeting goals provides a tangible sense of success and satisfaction, which can contribute to overall well-being and happiness. Now, in just a moment, I'll talk about my virtual run. Well, it started as a run around the United States, converted to a walk after I got hurt, and how it took many years to accomplish, and it was over 11,000 miles that I actually ultimately uh, walked and ran. But having this huge goal really helped me accomplish um, those five benefits that I just described. Direction and focus, motivation and persistence, the measure of progress, I'll talk about how I did that, my personal growth and development, and the sense of achievement and fulfillment that came from that huge goal. Now let's first talk about why we fear setting goals, and I'll cover two main reasons we do that. Now number one, it's a fear of stepping outside of your comfort zone. Firstly, setting goals requires you to step out of your comfort zone and face potential challenges and uncertainties. The fear of failure can be a significant deterrent as you worry about not being able to achieve your goals or falling short of your own expectations. This fear can be intensified by societal pressures and, and the fear of judgment from others. Additionally, setting goals often involves taking risks and making sacrifices, which can trigger fear of the unknown and a reluctance to leave the familiar and secure. And number two, setting goals can bring about a fear of change. Uh, we naturally gravitate towards the familiar and predictable because it provides a sense of stability and security. However, setting goals often involves venturing into uncharted territory, breaking away from routine, um, embracing change. This can be uncomfortable and unsettling for individuals who fear the uncertainty and the potential the, the disruption that change can bring. Goals may require you to challenge deeply ingrained beliefs or habits, and this can create resistance due to the fear of losing your identity or sense of self. Now, it's important to note that while fear of setting goals is common, it is not insurmountable. By acknowledging and understanding these fears, you can work towards overcoming them by breaking goals into smaller, more manageable steps, seeking support from others, and cultivating a growth mindset that embraces challenges and learning opportunities. And we'll learn more about that in this podcast. Now, before I talk about my virtual run, walk around the United States, please take a moment and click the follow button on your app and get notified when I upload new episodes of the Walking for Health and Fitness podcast. Also, click the share button and let others know about the benefits of walking for health and fitness. Thank you. All right, so let me talk about my virtual run around the United States and the whole goal setting process. Although at the time I started this, um, other than the goal of first walking to Key West, Florida, I really didn't think about the benefits of setting goals that I described above or the fear of setting goals, although that did play a part of it, and I'll explain. So back in the end of 2003, uh, I'm a high school teacher. I was a cross-country coach, and I read in Running Times magazine about these two uh, college runners. They graduated college. And they wanted to run across the United States, which had been done many times before, but they wanted to do it differently and be unique by not 
having a support crew as far as like a van or a trailer following them. And they wanted to carry on their backs everything that they would need. They also weren't going to pay for sh uh, shelter. So if they didn't have a place to stay, they were going to sleep outside. They had uh, sleeping bags and tents. So after reading this article, I followed their blog post. And it was interesting, a few things, how generous people are throughout the country. Um, people would come and pick them up. They would drive miles out of their way to pick them up, take them back to their house, let them stay, provide them food, shelter, and then bring them back to the spot that they were picked up from so they could continue running. And these two guys wrote about their experiences. Um, I followed it online, like I said, uh, day after day with the blog. And it was really interesting. And I thought to myself, would I do something like that? Would I run across the country if I had the time at the time and, and money? And the answer was absolutely not. It just seemed like such a, a huge undertaking. But I was thinking about my running experiences at the time. And I was running about 20 to 25 miles a week. And I thought, well, I know from where I work uh, in Palisades Park to where I live in Oakland, um, it's 23 miles. So I know what 23 miles is. But what's beyond that if I put it on a map? So I decided that I would um, begin doing that. Now, Route 1 runs from, uh, it actually goes from Maine down to Key West, Florida, but it runs through Palisades Park, not far from where I teach and from where I grew up. And as a kid, my grandfather would tell me about a trip he took to Florida, driving along Route 1, the New Jersey Turnpike wasn't built yet. So I said, hey, let me do this. I'll track my miles as if I'm running to Key West, Florida, and that's how it started. So back in 2003, um, that's what I decided to do. Now I decided to have fun with this and I decided to take pictures of myself running and then Photoshop them into various pictures of people on the road, whether if cars passing by on the roadway. And I'd put a map in my classroom of me and tracking my mileage. So what that did, not realizing it is I put myself out there, the fear of failure, uh, because People and my students every day could say, hey, how's your progress going? What are you doing today? That also motivated me to get out, out the door and off the couch um, thinking, oh, man, I didn't run this weekend. These kids are going to be asking me about this. So that was my motivation and persistence, right, if we go back to those uh, five benefits. So I put myself out there to fail, something I had never done before. Um, no one likes to fail. I didn't like to, you know... Uh, as an adult, um, you know, look bad in front of my students, right? But I said, I'm going to do this. And I measured my progress with the spreadsheet log. And I, I broke down the miles that I would need to run in each state and, and um, how long an estimate I thought it would take. But then life gets in the way. My son was uh, very young at the time and running around the scout meetings and uh, sports and getting to school events. I took like a two-year break at one point during this. And... Um, but at that time, I was probably was in like South Carolina, I believe. And uh, two years of not really working out much. Um, I remember walking up the steps of school, um, not feeling my best. I didn't put on weight, but uh, my breathing, uh, very labored. So I decided I have to get back in shape again, uh, running shape. And I started running and having... Going right back to the maps and to the uh, spreadsheet and 
photoshopping myself. I had a lot of fun with it, got me back and got me back into doing this every day. So I eventually, I made it to Key West, Florida. I was about 1,350 miles. And I really liked it. I really got into a consistent pace. I had more time in life to do this. I planned it out. And then I figured, well, I did Key West and this was fun. Let me continue around the perimeter of the United States. And that was my virtual run around the United States. But crazy thing happened in the fall of uh, 2015. I hurt my back. Uh, running was difficult. In fact, I had to stop, obviously. And then um, I didn't start walking until the fall of 2016. And once I started walking, I never ran again. And because I enjoyed walking so much, I've talked about this in past episodes. Um, and so the run, the virtual run continued and now around the United States. I had maps over my, around my classroom. Um, at one point, I didn't update the maps. And my superintendent of schools came in. And he looked, first thing he did is look up at the wall. He's like, hey, where are you now? And uh, Joe and I had started, uh, he was a teacher when he started there and worked his way up to superintendent. But for him to come in and look in for the maps and wonder where I was really made me realize, hey, this is an interesting thing that people did look forward to looking at. Um, so I continued the maps again. So uh, I have all of those stored in uh, uh, my basement right now. So anyway, the virtual run continued, and here is where um, having a big goal and also people knowing about the big goal is important. Um, in the fall of 2019, um, one of my students came in, looked at the maps and said, hey, Mr. Ring, are you going to finish this before I graduate in June? So I had 10 months, and I planned it out, and it was possible to do that, to finish the walk in the 10 months, so Dominic can, uh, actually, I, I planned on having a bunch of students walk with me the last three miles from the George Washington Bridge to the school. Well, then what happens in the spring of 2020 is COVID breaks out, um, the whole craziness of that time. And while I was out walking still, um, tracking the mileage on the spreadsheet, I kind of, I fell behind on it. I mean, I I, I had my mileage spreadsheets down, but I fell behind on actually tracking my progress to the finish. And the crazy thing was I finished the walk at the end of June of that year. Um, but I didn't realize I finished the walk until I did updated the maps in, um, it was the end of July. And I look back and I'm like, wow, I, I did it on June 24th, I believe it was. And I didn't even recognize it at that time. And, and that's such an important part of goal setting is that sense of achievement and fulfillment. Had COVID not happened, I would have been in school and I would have made a, a bigger deal of it. Um, maybe contacted the newspapers, had, like I said, students walk with me. But having this huge goal though, in hindsight, because I didn't know of these benefits of setting goals at the time, but it gave me direction and focus. It gave me motivation and persistence, the measure of progress with the logbooks and the photos and, and the maps in my room. The personal growth and development were huge for me personally to accomplish this, but more importantly, put that out there that, hey, I'm going to do this big thing for many years. This is long-term. This isn't something I did in a year. I mean, from 2004 when I started to 
2020 when I finally finished. I mean, you know, that's a that's a lot of persistence and a a lot of you know how you doing up here. You know, p- people would say, and that sense of fulfillment, achievement. I wrote about it on my uh, website and my blog post. So, and I'm talking about it here. So, having a huge goal, um, r- really is is a, a it's a great thing to do fitness wise, and it'll keep you motivated and it'll keep you going during the toughest times. Okay, so let's focus on your fitness goals because that's why we're here and how you can set them. I have a seven step plan to setting and achieving any goal, how you'll use them as a motivation to take action, and how you'll write them down on paper and read them often, and why sharing them is important, as I mentioned above in my story. So developing a fitness routine, it's a major undertaking. And like an archer aiming for a target, having a destination to aim for will keep you on track to reach your health and fitness level that you'd like to achieve. Now, don't confuse having a wish with having a goal. And most people think that having a vague idea of what they want and being positive and optimistic about accomplishing it, they think that's a goal and that isn't for you. Now, only 3% of people have clear written goals with plans to accomplish them. Only 3% of people work on their most important goals each day. You want to be among the 3%. Now, if you want a happy life, tie it to a goal, not people or things. And that was by Albert Einstein. So let me break down uh, goal setting. It's made simple and how I applied it to my walk around the United States. So goal setting made simple before you can actually walk to any goal. It's a walking podcast. Why not say that? You need to take a series of planning steps to dramatically increase the chances that you will be successful. Now, here are seven steps to setting your new exciting goals. And number one, decide exactly what you want in terms of your health and fitness. So in my story, my initial goal was to run to Key West, Florida. It eventually turned into a walk around the United States and using Photoshop to goof on my students. Basically, that was the whole point of it. Also, at the time, I did need to lose a little bit of weight and get back in shape after two years of raising my son and all the running around those elementary school years. Number two. Write down your goals and make them measurable, okay? So for me, walking to Florida was the initial goal. It was about the, the 1,350 miles. That was my goal, absolutely measurable. Number three, set a deadline. Now, this is something I didn't do. I really didn't do it till the, that last year when my student, Dominic, came in and asked if I'd finish by the time he graduated. That was my goal, but the pandemic kind of put an end to that. Number four, identify all the obstacles that you will have to overcome to achieve your goal. Now, for me, it was making time to run, eventually overcoming the back injury and other nagging leg injuries that I had um, while I was a runner. And this is where my monthly mileage, when I began walking, my monthly mileage really began to increase when I stopped running and started walking because I enjoyed walking so much more. Number five, determine the additional knowledge and skills that you will require to achieve your goals. Okay, so I liked tying my goals to the maps and then keeping track of it. And then also did strength training along the way to keep my core healthy after my injury. Number six, determine those people whose help and cooperation you will require to achieve your goals. Okay, for me, it was having those those goals out there and the maps and my students and colleagues commenting on them encouraging me along the way, um, getting a, la- a laugh out of the uh, Photoshop uh, pictures. 
And number seven, make a list of all your answers to the above and organize them by sequence and priority. Okay, so by following these seven steps, you can accomplish any fitness goal you set for yourself. Now, here's your next step to motivate yourself to take action. Set two goals for yourself. Set one big long-term goal. Give yourself a compelling reason to get up and get out the door and walk each day. And number two, set one small goal that you can accomplish today. We all need wins every day. Now, as you walk, use your time to focus on your main goal. Specifically, how will you feel when you accomplish it? What does it taste like? What does it smell? What does it look like? Okay, really make it real and think about the reward you will give yourself afterwards. Remember, if you aim for nothing, you'll hit that every time. Now, before I get to alternatives to setting goals, let me talk about my Walking for Health and Fitness Complete Walking Program. Now, do you need to start exercising but don't know how to begin? Have you been hurt exercising in the past and are looking to change up your fitness routine to something that is gentle on your body, your mind, and your wallet? If you're sick and tired of struggling to stick to a fitness program, I'll show you how easy it is to get in shape and stay in shape with the simple act of getting out the door and walking. I designed this unique walking program with you in mind. It targets your body mindset to propel you forward towards excellent health and fitness. Now, with the dramatic rise in healthcare costs, walking is a way to keep and help you manage your weight, build stamina and muscle, and feel better. If my walking program keeps you from seeing the doctor just one time this year, it'll more than make up for the cost of the program. Now, if you keep doing what you've always done, well, you, you end up getting the same results. This is the time now to take action. Click the link in the show notes and check out my Walking for Health and Fitness program risk-free. You have nothing to lose except for some weight, some tension, some anxiety, and the excuses. Alternatives to setting goals. Now, after spending the whole podcast talking about setting goals, let me give you some alternatives because everyone has a different process and what works for one person might not work for another. If you're not a goal-setting person, then maybe something on this list will have you looking at your goals a little differently, and variety is the spice of life. So there's five of them here. Number one, flexibility and adaptability. Not having specific goals allows for greater flexibility and adaptability in your approach. Without rigid targets, you have the freedom to explore different exercise routines, try new activities, and adjust your workouts based on your changing preferences and circumstances. Number two, it reduces the pressure and stress. Setting goals can sometimes create unnecessary pressure and stress, especially if you constantly feel the need to meet or exceed those goals. By not setting specific targets, you can alleviate the stress associated with performance-based ex expectations and simply focus on enjoying the process of exercising. This is interesting because when I was a runner, even on my runs to, let's say, uh, a, a mark that was like maybe three miles away, I felt that pressure. I put it on myself by looking at my watch and, you know, oh, yesterday I did that run in, you know, 25 minutes. Uh, I need to get better today. So um, walking has cleared me of that for specifically. Uh, number three, embracing the journey. Without goals, you can fully embrace the present moment and appreciate the joy of the journey itself. Rather than constantly striving for a specific outcome, you can engage in physical activity for the sheer pleasure of moving your body, improving your fitness, and experiencing the benefits of exercise in the here and now. 
Number four, exploration and variety. Not having uh, set goals allows you to explore a wider range of physical activities and exercises. You can try different workouts, classes, sports, or outdoor activities without the pressure to achieve a specific result. This exploration can lead to new discoveries, enjoyable experiences, and the ability to find what truly resonates with you. And number five, listening to your body. Very important here. Without goals, you can focus more on listening to your body's cues and responding to its needs. You can prioritize rest and recovery when necessary, modify your workouts based on how you feel each day, and engage in intuitive movement rather than adhere it strictly to a predetermined plan. This approach promotes a healthy relationship with exercise where you tune into your body signals and prioritize overall well-being. This came into play for me after my back injury. I've listened to my body a lot more. So I give you these uh, tips in hopes of giving you another perspective on exercise and goal setting. Bottom line though, just getting out on a walk is a victory. And and that's my goal of this podcast, to encourage you, cheerlead you, and show you that walking is the easiest way to get in shape and stay in shape. So as a quick reminder, I do have a YouTube uh, channel. It's uh, Walking for Health and Fitness. A lot of videos are on there. Uh, Some of them short, two, three minutes. Some of them long, 20 to 30 minutes long. So check those out. As a bonus little feature here, let me give you 10 ways to stay motivated, okay? Number one, create a vision board. This helps you visualize your intended results and allows you to see your ideal future. There in my Walking for Health and Fitness program, that's part of your uh, mindset responsibility. That's included. That's part of the program, and that's to create a vision board. Now, as you create the vision board, your cre- creativity will begin to shine through and fire up your imagination as you literally create your future. Number two, break your goals down into smaller pieces. Number three way to stay motivated, treat yourself whenever you have achieved these small pieces, these small goals. Number four, share your walking goals with supportive people. Number five, keep yourself organized by having a walking routine, specifically a get-out-the-door routine. I've talked about that in past episodes. Number six, keep the big picture in mind. Number seven, don't worry about what you can't control. Number eight, seek out positive information. Number nine, remind yourself why you set the goals. And number 10, be consistent. Um, The thing that my walk around the United States taught me is to just be consistent. I didn't have to get out every day. I didn't. But I was consistent and um, I didn't let three or four or five days go by without getting out for a walk. And then slowly, it once walking became um, my w- exercise of choice, it was so easy to be much more consistent because I enjoyed walking so much more than I ever did running. So you can watch my YouTube video of these 10 tips. It's discover 10 inspiring techniques for daily walking. I'll leave links in the show notes. And in what I call the cool down section, and uh, this episode's health and fitness insight. It's from my walking logbook journal. It's available on Amazon. It's the power of your brain. Exercise affects more than just your muscles. Now, when you walk and do bodyweight exercises, you are increasing your heart rate, which pumps more oxygen to the brain. Exercise releases hormones that provide an excellent environment for growth of brain cells. Exercise stimulates the growth of new connections between cells in many important cortical areas of the brain. Exercise has a positive effect on the brain's ability to change. 
This is commonly referred to as brain plasticity. Exercise increases the growth factors in the brain, which makes it easier for the brain to grow new neuronal connections. Studies have shown walking 35 minutes on a treadmill increases cognitive flexibility, which allows us to shift thinking and switch between topics. The more you challenge your body, the more you focus your brain. Now I have a gift for you. In the show notes, I left a link for you to download the first three weeks of Walking Insights and the log pages. You can check out this book before you buy it. Download this gift. Try it out before you purchase the paperback through Amazon.com. So in summary in this episode, set some kind of walking goal for yourself. Why not get out a map or use Google Earth to track your walking routes? Set a goal to virtually walk across your county, your state, or even the whole country. It took me 16 years, but I got it done one step at a time. So this is Frank Ring from Walking for Health and Fitness. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Stay tuned next week. Until then, walk on. And please give the Walking for Health and Fitness podcast a review. The most helpful place for you to do that is on Apple Podcasts, which you can do even if you aren't using an iPhone. Just log into your iTunes account and leave the show a review. Now, this really helps more people find the show so that they can learn about the benefits of walking and so much more. If you'd like to share the show, you can take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Walking for Health and Fitness so I can see you're listening. Sharing your stories is going to help more people find this podcast. Also, share on all your social media. I'll leave my social media links in the episode notes. This is Frank Ring from Walking for Health and Fitness. Thanks again and walk on.